Welcome to the Freestyle Club. I am the Unknown Admin, and I have CPR Jose Ortiz here. We have a surprise guest. Introduce yourself. What's up, you bastards? It's Elisa D. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That was great. You guys are a bad influence. It's time for another Blah Blah episode. Of the Freestyle Club. Freestyle Club. We wanted to focus on uh, some of the feedback and questions, but before we do that, we want to catch up with our lovely guest, Alisa B. Where have you been up to? I've been doing a lot of writing. Uh, my latest song right now is a Spanish Afro House track. It's called Africa, and it's uh, on Soul Flavor Records, done with Raul Soto and Mike Crespo out of New York. Uh, I also uh, wrote a song for an artist. Uh, out of New York, named Biagio, and let me see, I'm featured on the song along with the Mad Stunt Man, and it's produced by Charlie Baby, so look out for that one. Uh, I also wrote a song for my project, and it features the Mad Stunt Man and Dos Rock the Illis from Two in a Room and Fulanito, and yes. that one will be out very soon. Uh, I'm working with uh, Alex Canary and Dom Tufaro, two really good uh, house producers. And on the freestyle side, Memories of Love and Sober, I promise you will be out very soon in time for spring and summer. I'm amazed. I mean, I, I really want to talk about Africa because I, I saw that it was out. I got it. And you know, I love house. And then there's that tribal aspect to it. I'm like, okay, I can see this being played on the boardwalks of Coney Island during the summer and I'm getting into it. And then there you go singing and it is Spanish and I'm like, wait a minute. She can sing Spanish better than I can speak it. What is going on here? I think you're being too nice, but thank you no, for that. I was like, wait a minute. This, I, did, I, forgot, I totally forgot that you said you were going to sing it in Spanish. So I was like, wait, she's singing a song about Africa in Spanish? This is different. Well, you know, what I wanted nature? to I wanted to pay homage to all the, the Latin community because since day one, since way back in Maximilian, our main fan base has always been Latinos and I love the language. I love the people and I wanted to pay homage to them and pay homage to Africa because, you know, the black and the brown, that's, that's our heritage. We share that together. Absolutely. We do share a a lot more than what uh, separates us. And I wish people uh, would stop looking at the differences because, you know, this is one of those songs that I put up there. We just recently had JD who sang Puerto Rico we know mm-hmm. that Mark Anthony sang uh, Preciosa. We know that um, Jimmy Fallon was out in Puerto Rico where um, Jose Feliciano sang, I think, one of the best songs that I've ever heard in, in um, Mi Viejo San Juan. <laughs> and uh, this song is just right up there. You could put that on the shelf right along those other songs because of the meaning, the feeling. It transcends so much, at least to me. Oh, that's a huge compliment, man. Thank you. I also want to congratulate you and compliment you. I haven't had an opportunity to speak to you, but of course, legendary, the number one freestyle song in all of freestyle for 2018, uh, number one on CPR's top 40 songs of 2018. And let me just say, it's hard for people right now to catch up to that song still. Wow. Thank you, man. Thank you. And everybody at WTCC, that's amazing. I, I still can't believe that it was the number one song. That's That's awesome. And I explained it, you know, and I try to explain it thoroughly. Uh, not only were you played on my freestyle show, but you were played on the soul, on the uh, hip hop, on the R&B. Everybody wanted a copy of Legendary. And for a long time, we haven't had that type of attraction where one song 
just uh, played in so many different uh, segments of our radio station. So for me, that's a great accomplishment, and it's something that not many will be able to top. Oh, thank you. I, I hope I can continue to do that. I love all styles of music, and I think uh, that shows in, in, in everything that I do. A little bit of everything goes in there. So thank you to everybody who supported it. That's great. I love it. Truly, truly legendary. You're too kind. <laughs> Tell us about the memories of love. I, I can't wait. I heard this song how long ago, and as soon as I heard it, I had to reach out to you. And now I find myself just waiting, waiting for that little message to pop up on Facebook to say, this is out now. You may bask in its glory. About one second. I just want to make the count myself. So it's August, September, October, November, December. <laughs> We're here and, uh, uh, you know, early March and uh, nothing. I know. And, and it's killing me, man. I, I want you guys to have it. But I can tell you. Charlie just sent me the finished radio version. So it is in the works. It is going to be out very soon. And you know, you guys will be among the first to get it. Let's talk about Forbidden Love for a moment. I know that um, Raul Soto released this original version of Forbidden Love a few years ago. And the original was produced by Charlie Baby. And to me, that's a song that no one can touch. Once Charlie Baby touches it, I don't want anyone remixing it. I don't want anyone trying to add anything to it. It is perfect as is. I just didn't want anyone messing with perfection. I respect the fact that he's always out there hustling and, and doing the remixes. But I, I have to say that I have a, a soft spot for the original. Charlie's amazing. It's hard to top that. And it was such a great song in its simplicity. I, I think when people do remixes and freestyle, they're trying to make it complex. And they try to add so many bells and whistles. If you listen to Charlie Babies, it's just Raul Soto's voice, a nice sample, a nice beat. We had that sound effect in the background. And it's just mm -hmm. a hard beat. And that's it. And Raul Soto's voice blend together. It is an underrated song because I know at the time when it was released, the attention that it should have received, it didn't get. But, mm -hmm. you know, for two years, there have been different remixes released. And for me... It was a miscarriage of justice that when the opportunity arose for them to debut it on a commercial radio station, they chose to debut the remix instead of the original. And so it's just me being a traditionalist and being so in love with the original that Charlie Baby produced that anything else falls beneath that that level of goodness. Well, thank you for that. And I know uh, uh, Charlie would appreciate that. Uh, that just shows uh what an amazing producer he is. I'm very fortunate to be working with him. Have you been listening to any other new material coming out from other camps? Last thing I heard was Rise. I think that's still getting a good play, right? Lisa Melendez, Rise, just left our countdown, but she did do a remix of it featuring Judy Torres, Seabank, Brenda, Jimenez, Joey May, and also Lisa Lisa, which is really well done. Uh, but that, um, that one I did here. That's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, when it comes to our music and we've talked about this, we seem to really blow through songs really fast. 
And I, I so appreciated the way that Legendary was released because for me, it was like a slow burn. The mm -hmm. song, we know it was hot, but then once, you know, people started attaching themselves to it, it just took out a life of its own. Where now people play music and then a week later there's something else and then there's something else and then there's something else or you release the original and then 10 minutes later there's a remix already. <laughs> Don't get me started on the remixes. Unauthorized remixes. Oh no. <laughs> Even the authorized remixes. I feel that um, the remixers, um, they don't take quality into consideration. And the fact that people like to gas people up and say, hey, this is great, this is great, knows for a fact that they don't know what they're talking about. Because when you listen to the finished product, what you hear is the vocals are off and they're not on sync. The mastering is terrible. The beat doesn't match the piano. I mean, there's so many elements that are just uh, lacking when the, the final production happens and then you have this remixer send you the product and then you tell them you know it's not good and they're like well let me know what's not good so i can fix it but you're the remixer why would i have to tell you what's bad why, why would i do your job for you maybe i should remix it you know what i mean it's like <laughs> maybe you should yeah you know, when you but the <laughs> thing is when you give me the product right isn't it supposed mm -hmm. to be already completed and finished you're not supposed to be like because they're like here play this you know and i'm like well let me hear it first uh -huh. You know, and, and they don't allow you to listen to it. And then they're already praising themselves on the messenger. And you're like, this is not good. And then they're heartbroken when you're trying to, you know, tell them to slow down and, you know, take their time and to hone their craft and not to use the same beat on three different artists, you know? Um, well, you know, you know, that's what I love about you because you're brutally honest and people need to hear the truth. I know you, you'll tell me if, if, if something I do sucks and I take that into consideration, but it's, 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 you have to have a thick skin for this business you, and you have to be able to accept the truth when it, when it's not good. You know, it's just for the betterment of our music. I see that there's a lot of releases that have been uh, put forth since the last time that we spoke. A lot mm -hmm. of, a lot of Planet Rock, a lot of off sync. Yeah. <laughs> I know how you feel about Planet Rock. Yeah, a lot of off-sync piano, bad mixdowns. We know for a fact the reason why Charlie Baby takes forever is because he's making sure that that mixdown is mixed down properly. If you hear Tell Me, if you hear Legendary, Raul Soto, Forbidden Love, everything is perfect. It's perfect to the ear. When you download the digital uh, copy of it or or a, a, a higher audio copy of it, you can hear every single little ting on your headphones. When you listen mm -hmm. to these Planet Rock bad remixes or these songs with bad piano or bad mixdowns, you can hear all the mistakes. And it drives oh, me wow. nuts. Well, maybe we're from a different era. You know, Charlie is from way back when uh, when freestyle was getting started. So it's just within him to, to work hard and to make sure that everything is is in the right place. You know, if he doesn't feel it's right, you're not going to you're not going to get it. If it takes months, he's going to make sure it's right. And and I don't know, maybe some of the people nowadays, they don't they don't have that same kind of work ethic. Tell me about it. A 30 minute pet of rock remix. <laughs> it's like fa it's like fast so, food, man. It's like it's like fast food. So if food. I give you a, re a song now, my my next single with a Planet Rock beat, you're not gonna play it. Oh, you you're can, gonna dog me listen, out. you can you can sing the McDonald's commercial and I'll play it. I mean, <laughs> the, you can sing the Big Mac song. I I will Aww. play the crap out of that. You carry the song. The people that use the Planet Rock beat, for the most part, the beat is carrying them because they're untalented hacks. I just heard... Oh, my God. I'm just saying, I, I just heard... <laughs> oh, do not hold back. No, just let look, 
I just heard a song by Sailor Moon, right? The song has a pen of rock beat. Her vocals are, you know, 95 miles per hour. The beat is at 110, and then the piano is at 200, and you're like, what is going on here? You got to send me a copy of that. I keep hearing about <laughs> this, but I haven't heard the song. Now I'm curious. I haven't heard it either. I can't believe that I'm asking Jose to send me something that's terrible so I can hear it, but I, I'm just so curious. People are like, this is great. I'm like, what are you listening to, right? And then the worst part is, is that the woman, uh, Sailor Moon, She's on the, a video t thanking everybody for all their support. I'm like, who's supporting you? Oh, my God, man. You're so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the problem is that these these uh, remixes are the perfect price. They're free for, for a lot of artists. These, yeah. these up-and-coming producers are doing it to get their name out. And the artists themselves can't afford to go to a Carlos Barrios or maybe uh, the, the Santana Twins or or one of those type of producers, you know, so when uh, these guys that just take something off B-Port and throw the vocals on there and it, it doesn't really, it doesn't fit the key, mm. it doesn't fit the phrasing, nothing fits, they just threw it together and then, you know, the artist was like, oh, okay, he did a remix, but then the fans are like, well, that's terrible. And then, the, you know, because this just recently happened, so this is a true story. You know, the fan says, you know, I, I, please don't play it, please don't play it take it down. And then the guy gets offended and makes a big stink on Facebook. Hmm. So, you know, just, just because it's free, it, it doesn't mean that it's perfect, you know? And, yeah. and so maybe it's better just to save your tax return or, or work an extra shift sometime here and there and save that money up because free ain't always the way to go. You live and learn. And maybe uh, with you guys teaching them the way that you are, maybe that'll I'll teach them to, to you know, Make sure they, they spend their money in a wiser way next time. Bless your loving heart, Elizabeth. <laughs> you know for a fact that the first thing that they will say is, oh, they're hating on me. They're hating on me is the pet rock of excuses. You know what I mean? Like, so when you tell them, hey, this is not good. You shouldn't do it this way. Oh, you're just hating on me. And then they'll, they'll go on social media and start these uh, diatribes on how, you know, they were on a compilation back in 1996 on Hot Productions, Tango Records, Volume 7, you know, and they know what they're talking about, you know? And so I'll tell anybody from my experience, you know how many haters I've had? You know how many, how many people have told me, uh, don't sing in Spanish. Uh, you, you don't have a big enough voice. You're to this, you're to that. You know, take it as you know, a compliment that people think enough of you to give you some constructive criticism and take it in a positive way and use that, you know, to come back stronger. Don't don't let it make you feel bad. Well, that that's what happens with folks as well. You know, they tell me, you know, you're being too harsh. Give them constructive criticism. I try to give them that constructive criticism and then it turns into a bad situation. So you're like, you know what? What's the point? I should just say, yo, it sucks. And that's it, you know, and just yeah. kept it going or ignored the question, you know, and that's what I do mm -hmm. now. Somebody says, hey, what do you think of my song? Jose has just blocked you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you have just well, been blocked. I've been trying to teach Jose not to take the bait uh, on some of these things, you know? Yeah, uh -huh. because uh -huh. because me giving them a bad bad um, review equals them selling a couple copies, you know. So I am the marketing scheme. Oh, yeah, I, I tell them all the time. They start the fight with Jose, and then they say, "Well, the enemy of my enemy is a friend, so we'll support this person." Now they get the Abendito sales, you know, all <laughs> two, all two sales. <laughs> I miss you guys. You guys are so much fun. <laughs> and then what they'll do is they're like, oh, they said I was terrible. Would you like to buy my CD? <laughs>
How it worked, I told you. You guys that. need your own TV show. You really do. The two amigos in a third chair. You gotta be the third person. There you go. So we could do the we could do the dance. The three amigos. <laughs> I get to wear the hat, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just want to tell you that I'm really proud on the fact that you're still working both sides. You're you're doing house music, but you, you don't forget about freestyle. You had the number one song for 2018. I'm hoping that uh, your new music comes out as soon as possible so you can take over 2019. I just need your voice back on my radio show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the support. Thank you, everybody at WTCC and everybody who supported the music. And new music is coming. Promise. I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, 2018 was a, a great year for freestyle, you know, probably the best in, in, I would say, the last seven to 10 years. And 2019 is picking up where 2018 left off. But what the problem with that is, it's not that it's becoming popular. You're having more artists come back, which is a good thing. But now they're coming back with their best, which was a problem for freestyle. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the original sin of freestyle. It just <laughs> instead of coming out with something original something good, take a little extra time, spend a little bit more money, put a little bit more thought into it. It's just a remake of a song that everybody like. So it's an instant get over, but the vocals are not there. Sometimes the production's not there. Sometimes it's both production and and vocals. And so we're seeing that part of history repeat itself. So to me, it's refreshing when I see Charlie Baby, Alisa B are coming out with something. Carlos Berrios and Sammy Zone are coming out with something. Santana Twins and whoever are coming out with something. To me, that's what I look forward to. And I try to avoid everything else. I really do. To put me in the same breath with those other guys is is amazing. Thank you for that. Well, in my opinion, you're a step above everybody else. And the only reason I say that is because vocally, you're awesome. In writing, you're awesome. And your production team is awesome. So it's really a hard combination to beat. And I don't say that because you're a friend. I say that because you earned it. And so I can't wait to start playing your new music. Thank you, Jose. I can't wait either. Can't wait. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle. Well, what can they find you, Alyssa B? You can find me at alisabonline.com that's a work in progress and everywhere at the real alisa b well alisa b thank you so much for joining us tonight i'm blah blah thank you guys hi this is edie and i am the newest member of the freestyle club it's time for another episode of the freestyle club freestyle club hello hi how are you guys we're okay. How are you? I'm, How are you? I'm, I'm okay. I just need to go through tomorrow and find everything out. I have a meeting with um, the surgeons, with um, my oncologist, the whole team. My husband's coming. My neighbor's coming. Um, the good thing is that they caught it in time. It's less than what I had before. So I'm just upset because I just had a triple biopsy last Friday. They found two lumps on the left, one lump on the right. And I've never done uh, three biopsies. I've I've always done one at a time. They did three. By the second one, I just couldn't stop crying and I was shaking. 
knowing that I still had to go to do the third one. I'm very swollen and uh, bruised. I'm turning into a Smurf, so I might look like a Smurf by next week. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that, you know, everybody everybody is pouring their heart out to you right now on social media. So we wanted to invite you here on our show so we could record something with you, so we can talk about it, so they can know some of the information. I know that you don't know all the information, but... yeah. I'm so proud that you allow us to talk to you. And it's, a, it's you. truly an honor for me. And I know for, for Raphael as well. And the fact that you, you contacted us, you know, your family is, is, is crazy. Like, I feel like part of your family. Cause this is, thank you. This is like private. I haven't told my mom. I told you first before I told my mom, That's... my mom is in Dominican Republic. She's 80 and the, We've been at each other's throats this week, and I just don't know how to tell her. I'm going to tell her what I want to tell her. I'm not going to tell her it's cancer. I'm going to tell her that they're just going to go in and clean up. You know, the girls are misbehaving, and they got to be straightened out. And that's what I'm going to tell her. <laughs> even even at this time, you're, you're, you're finding a way to, to make jokes and... Um... I have to. I have to. This what this is what keeps me going. I told my boys last night and that's that's the one thing that broke me. They had a little attitude and I called them in. We all sat down and I said, Look, this is what's going on. And my oldest one started crying and he just hugged me. The youngest one just gave me a hug and he went to his room. He doesn't show his feelings, but I told him, I, I gotta guarantee you one thing, I'm a fighter. You know me. I'm the biggest tomboy and I'm gonna kick ass. I got my big girl panties on, so I'm ready. I'm ready. Are they grandma panties or just regular? <laughs> I think these are grandma panties. <laughs> Don't say what kind of question is that. <laughs> no thongs right here. <laughs> I want to get back to those. Well, catch yourself lucky because I think Jose might have wanted to borrow them if they were found. <laughs> I, I got a dozen. I still got a dozen of them. <laughs> well, well um, it's kind of funny because my grandma calls them pantaletas, you know, and I'm sure. Pantaletas, that, yes. pantaletas. You didn't see. I, I had a show a couple of years ago in, in Florida from this promoter who flew me out there and stiffed me. And I was so down. And, um, uh, every time they interview me, I always say, I got to put my big granny panties on and do what I have to do. So Freddie the Edit and uh, DJ Flash bought big pink pantaletas and they bought it to the show for me. <laughs> and there's a picture of me, Marla G and Freddie the Edit. Um, you know, I, I, I must have had a, a, a look at my face like, oh, shit. And he bought these big pantaletas in pink for me. And that made my day. I uh, went out, I performed, and I killed it. So let me tell you something. Uh, just so you know, I know Freddie. Um, he didn't buy them. He just took them out of his top drawer. <laughs> no, Probably. Kidding. And Pim, too. We know, we know Freddie for a long time. He's a great guy. Uh, we don't he talk to is. him as much as we would like. but uh, and, and I know that from time to time, he also has health issues. So our thoughts go hey, out to him. Hey. He could be the next one to come on and, and, and be, uh, you know, your next... Uh, interviewer i love the fact that you are the person that uh, has been managing us from behind the scenes since you came on <laughs> and so and so you've been saying hey you got to interview this person you got to interview this person you are the reason why reynaldo came on the show and people keep wanting to tell their stories now we got peter fontaine coming soon you got peter yeah, yeah, yes. because of the fact that, you know, you send your list. Oh. It's it's Edie and her cohort of uh, Alex because he's the one. 
that, that, that's get, you know, he's got JD Fuzz, and now he's going to get Peter Fontaine, and he's working on oh. a couple others as well. So, I mean, you guys are definitely our top tier bookers. Whenever we want somebody that we really want to have, and we can't because they're like, who the hell are these two bastards? <laughs> you, know, you guys intervene on our behalf and say, no, you could do them. They're okay. Oh, and I, I've been talking to JD all weekend. She's been on top of me, checking up on me. And um, we just had a, a quick uh, group meeting um, with the menagerie. And I and I finally just said it because I, I, I was going to wait. I was I don't know when it's the right time. And before anybody hears it and the phone calls have been coming like crazy. So I said, you know something, I, I got to just say it because I just found out yesterday and I needed to make sure that my family knew um, my sister and everybody before they saw it on Facebook. And uh, I just put it up. I, I couldn't I, I was sweating. I couldn't take it anymore. I had to just let it out. And I don't. I usually keep everything private. Well, I don't like the gossip. Your big freestyle family is ready to support you and they're ready to, to go to war and do whatever <laughs> we need to do for you when it comes to this new battle with, with cancer. And I hate saying that C word anywhere at any time. I know. But uh, from this point on, your nickname is going to be Aphrodite A. <laughs> oh, no, another name. <laughs> you got to tell Artie because we're, we're kind of, we're, you know, I'm working on an album. And um, I think we got the, the cover name is Edie, the many names of Edie Malachi, because Artie has a list. <laughs> well, the reason why I call you, <laughs> the reason why I call you Aphrodite A, there's a, a show when I was a kid, uh, Transor Z, or they call it Messenger. Oh, yes. And yes. he, he had a sidekick, and her name was Aphrodite A. <laughs> Aphrodite A. <laughs> and she had these breasts that would fire off like oh torpedoes. My God. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, if you see if you see mine now, they're so swollen. I went from a D to a triple D, and I can't even keep them. <laughs> so, so basically, you're going to be firing those puppies away. You know what I mean? Yes, just like, yes. Just like the old uh, messenger, uh, Transor Z. <laughs> Um, cartoon <laughs> Aphrodite. You can't show that Aphrodite. now. You can't oh, show it now because they're no, missiles. Too. The missiles will shoot out her breast. You can't watch that now <laughs> in 2019. I know people are too touchy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Oh my God. <laughs> thank you for cheering me up. I'm. I've been a basket case. Just wanted to say thank you for um, letting us be part of uh, of this with you. You know, you don't have to be alone. Like I told you before, you're not, yeah. alone. you know. Thank you. Because that means a lot. Um, the first time going through it, um, my friends left me. They felt that I was broken and nobody was there. I just had my family, um, my husband, my mom, my sister. My kids were two and five. Now they're 17 and 20 and I'm battling this again. And I, I, it's different now because I, I feel the love and I see the love. I always say that. I've always felt that people forgot who I was. And I guess that's not true. It isn't. It isn't because now now people know who you are. And, and let me just say, like, when I was at the radio station, I wasn't alone. And and you know, I have the messenger in front of me when you when I read that, the the people that were net with me, they saw my change and um they were just asking what was going on and it just kept on and kept on and kept on until I had to like tell them, you know, please don't repeat this, but this is what happened. And yeah. they were more, they were as devastated as I am, you know? And, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that during your show. No, no. I, I'm glad that you did because I'm able to talk to you now about it and I'm able to, yeah. 
I'm able to, you know, like try to cheer you up and try to, you know, try to tell you that, you know, we are here for you. And Thank you. and we have a new icon for you. And I sent it to you <laughs> via messenger. I'm not sure if you saw it. Oh shit! I I'm just getting it now. Ah shit! And so, that's, that's, I remember this. You remember it, right? <laughs> I'm gonna send it over to Ralph as well, so he can see it. Oh my god! That's that. That's the new. <laughs> I saw. You gotta send it to Artie. Uh, Artie hasn't been well when I told him. I know. I, I, I feel. I feel like. I feel like he doesn't want to talk to me, but he does. Um, he's called me yesterday, and he's like, he's the plumber. He says, I know these things. This is this is going to be all right. He's the plumber. I, I just finished talking to Ray also. Ray's just like, I'm sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was scared. I was scared to put it up because I don't put private things up, and my boys follow me, and they don't like to see private things either, but I think I owe it to everybody. You open to yourself to, you know, to put it out there and, and know that you're not alone and get all that positive energy. And yeah. that'll help you fight the good fight, because the one thing that cancer uh, it breeds on, it feeds on it is your misery, is your despair. Oh, no, not here. Sorrow, not here. I negative. mean, I, I'm I'm ready to go in and say, just tell me when I can start exercising again. I mean, I know the girls got to be healed and, and I'll strap these suckers, but I'm ready to start working out. I, I can't let this beat me. My biggest thing, my biggest love is performing. And I just want to do every stage out there. And I, I pray to God that these promoters open their eyes and, and book me because I just want to be out there and show people who I am because I never got that chance back there. Well, maybe we could start a campaign and, and try to get some of these uh, promoters who are doing these big shows to at least uh, make that wish come true of having you be part of these big shows at least once. Um, yeah. I, I think that's something that we can pull together to do. And yeah, uh, I just want to. If you allow me I, to, I, I will start the campaign immediately. No, go ahead. I mean, honestly, um, I stand is so dear to me. And. I, I say it every time. People think I, I, it's a joke. I bite my tongue when I sing that song because I, f I go through the deja vu all over again. Having to have the surgery and finding out the first time, telling my family that I got it. Yeah. And I need to, I need to spread the message because I still have friends who saw what I went through. I'm sorry. And still refuse to get checked still refuse to go and find out and i need to i need to spread this message um i know that andre asked me this past october to perform again for the breast cancer i just lost another aunt my grandmother has 16 kids and every other aunt has had breast cancer and last july i lost another one and i couldn't do the show this year but this year 2019 I'm going to call him. I mean, he always calls me. I'm going to call him. I want to do both. I want to do Central Park and I want to do Orchard Beach for the first time. I need to send a message to everybody. Early detection saves lives. And I'm not joking. I may sound like a broken record, but it's important. Um, the science has changed and they can grab it. Yeah, I was on cancer medication for five years, but I'm still fucking here. I need to blackmail my kids. I got to be here. And people don't get it. You know, they still don't get it. I remember the first time 
I had five nurses come in and I said, ah, shit, I'm doomed. And they're like, no, we need to know what is your support system because 95% of the clientele that we have, their loved one leaves them because they feel that they're bad goods, they're no good, they can't produce, and they're left alone. And we need to make sure that you have a good support team. And thank God that, you know, my husband was there, my, my neighbor was there, my mom, my sister, and, and I pulled through. It still hurt because my friends left. My friends didn't bother calling me. And uh, coming back to freestyle and seeing the love and people finding out who I really am is, is a dream come true again. I, I was angry because I was telling Alex, I, I dread leaving. I was so angry because when, when I was shopping Dance the Night Away and All My Love, George Rascones died in, on me. And that was the last straw. I walked away and I didn't look back. Um, I don't even remember half of the things from back then. I don't remember half of the people because I was so angry that I erased my memory. And I regret that. I should have stayed and kept fighting. Well, but, I, I just want you to know that there are going to be so many people with you fighting this time. Thank you. I need that. I need that. My, my sister was a little upset. She was like, oh, does everything have to go on Facebook? Why that people got to mention? I said, Dina, you don't understand. Um, I'm a performer and there are people who do who do follow me and believe in me. And I owe it to them. Everything is I've always kept it hush hush. And. I can't now. I, I owe it to them. They have shown me the love. So I need to return it. You know, it is in, you know, she always fights with me that I'm always on the phone and stuff like that. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, do you know what I do? Every morning I post on everybody who has a birthday, a happy birthday card. And I've been doing that since I've been back. And I don't say anything to anybody. I go on and I look for the announcement on whose birthday it is. And I put a happy birthday card on everybody's page when it's their birthday. And I don't want anything back. I just want to do it because I want it, their, their day to be special. I just want to say a few things. Um, your friends weren't your friends back then, but now you do have real friends. You have people that care about you. Your fans care about you. We care about you. And you Thank do you. have a bigger support system. And, I, and And it's important for you to tell everybody that's going on so they can support you while you're going through this. But equally as important is, is that you can serve as an inspiration to others that may have the same issues, the same health issues. And, well, and they say, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And I, I, I do. I've been doing that cancer walk, five mile walk since 2005, whether it's good, whether I feel good, whether I don't feel good, I've been doing it faithfully. And this year, I want to try to do it for both Central Park and Orchard Beach. So I got to get in touch with uh, Andre and tell him not to forget me because I want to do it this year. I'm sure that he's not going to forget you. I'm sure that he's going to want to add you to his his um to his lineup. I see. I see. I just got to find out tomorrow. I, I, I'm going in there tomorrow and I'm telling them, just do it. Straighten these girls out as fast as I can. 
on because I just want to heal immediately. I don't know how fast they can do it because I'm still healing from Friday. I mean, if you see, everybody has been shocked at how bruised I look and how swelled. Ray is jealous because I got a triple D now. <laughs> well, you did say the last show that you didn't, you know, you felt that you didn't have the va va booms, but not not have them. Right? I just can't keep them, you know. But um, but you get to play with them for a little while. Not, now they're not now they're not va va booms. They're the Bob Barkers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But thank you so much for speaking with me. It means the world to me. I've always felt that I've been forgotten. I don't think you know how much you mean to uh, people and how much you inspired people that saw you perform here in Massachusetts. Uh, my mom being one of them, uh, my mom couldn't <laughs> stop crying seeing you on stage uh, singing I Stand and, and doing Believe your me, I was holding. And then I was holding myself. The next day she's talking to me and I'm like, I really loved the show last night. My favorite was the woman, the woman that sang about cancer and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, Edie, Aww. oh, she was wonderful. She was great, you know? And so I know that if you captured my mom's imagination and, and you inspired her and you touched her heart and she's not, you know, thank God battling that, that, that situation, the, yeah. anyone in that audience that was, and uh, believe you me, there was one person in my life battled it at the time too you don't know who you're touching i'll tell you exactly what happened that night my girlfriend's mother was there and she also had that battle going wow and um you know thank goodness that at this time she's in remission but God, that yes. she you also touched her that night when you talked about it and she she was elated to see someone on stage being able to perform being able to share their experience being able to just be part of it you know, yeah. just to just to take part in seeing you represent a, a survivor, you know, and I know that you're going to do it again. You're going to be a two time champion. <laughs> I'm aiming for that. I got this. I know that you do. I, I was doing everything in my power to contact Andre Faria, who was supposed to come on the show tonight. And because oh. I wanted him to go, I wanted to ask him right now to make sure that he got a spot for you for these two shows. Yeah, before we let you go, Edie, I just wanted to let you know that um, the other day I was working and I got a call from a friend and he said to me, um, yo, Raphael, did you see that video? I go, uh-oh. He goes, that video? What do you mean by video? That video? I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm here working. He goes, the black and white video, bro. Did you see it? Dude, I see it. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I, and I'm like, hit I'm like, wait a minute, you're talking about the Edie and Alex. Goes, yeah, yeah. Oh the, that gosh. was cool. the concept, the way they dressed, the Aww. way they together. So and believe me, this is not a guy that goes around and and, and is a cheerleader for anyone, you know? Wow. When he calls wow. and he says that he likes something, I pay attention because he's one of those grumpy bastards that don't like anything. <laughs> I'm shocked. Let, let me tell you, I, I, I had a humongous, humongous migraine that day. I suffer from migraines. I mean, vomiting, everything. And we couldn't um, just cancel because we booked a studio. And I don't know how I pulled it through. I mean, my sister didn't like me wearing the glasses, but my eyes were swollen. I did the best I could. And uh, that's what came out of it. I I was shocked because I didn't think I was going to pull through. And we did. 
Now, is that an older sister or a younger sister? No, I'm the oldest one. My sister is eight years younger than me. Because she doesn't seem to like a lot of things. So that yeah, I know. Older. She's, she's, like, she's right. very protective. <laughs> <laughs> she's very protective. Well, that's a good and, thing. And this business, it, and, and I guess because she's seen how Tony broke me. That man broke me. Um, and that's why I left. He told me I couldn't sing for shit. I was as ugly as a monkey. And I believed it. And it took me a long time to say, wait a minute, I'm better than that. I mean, I, I did theater. I did Broadway. I did Broadway. I performed with top people. Stalker Channing. There are worse things I could do. My all-time favorite. And I got to perform with her. So... I must have done something right. I think he just did it to hurt me because I found a loop to get out. I, I think I'm the only one that walked out. But uh, who is who is he to judge? He looks like a pizza maker. Like, I know. Like, like, he should I, be, like he should wear the chef hat and he should be serving me Chef Boyardee spaghetti and meatballs. Like, you exactly. Know what, I mean? <laughs> what you have to remember is that you performed on Broadway. The closest to Broadway that he will ever get is to buy a dirty water dog from the guy in the corner. All right. <laughs> I, know. I know. I I didn't know that back then. I didn't know what I was worth back then. I was young. With the support of the people that love you now, you have taken whatever he has said, and you have turned it upside down. I I think that you know for a fact that you have audience that an audience that loves you in Massachusetts, Connecticut, Medellin, yes. Colombia, the, uh, Cuba, you, you have Mexico. I mean, you have <laughs> your favorite Mexican, Alex, the Latin nation. Um, <laughs> and so and you got Texas, you got, you got California. I mean, all these people that love you. And you know that because the CDs that you sent in uh, to these folks and, and to, to yeah. me and Ralph, the little details that you put in every loving uh, 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 CD uh, package that you sent out, sprinkles Thank and you. fairy dust and and and, <laughs> and 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 see these things matter. You know what I mean? And I think they that, matter to me. Yeah, I think that you've made up for for all that, and it's just crazy to me. Thank you. It's just crazy to me how how much love you have right now, and uh, you know, and there's a part of me right now that doesn't want to hang up with you at the moment. And because me either because because me having you on the phone means that you know I could cheer you up or try to make you laugh or post pictures of Aphrodite A, you know, shooting out her boobies on, on your on your social media page. Uh, put it, put it up, put it up. Put I, it, oh, up. it was done ten minutes ago. I, I, I already already liked it. I already already oh, liked it. No. So. <laughs> and so, you know, oh my gosh! I should get him on too. I should get him on the on the phone. Yes, right now. yes, you should. Little bastard! That's my fa my father. The the many names that already calls me Sacajuia, Polly Purebred. <laughs> Polly Purebred. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I I can't wait till you hear "Baby, It's You" and come back to me and dance the night away. I can't wait. Already so, has made out. it. Well, I, I'm still collecting songs. I, I just finished those three. I, I will be going back in to do more songs. I want to at least get nine. Um, but, you know, money, I'm doing it slowly, slowly. I, I can't collect that many cans. So I got to do it slowly. 
<laughs> well, it's important to have goals so you know that you know you have something left undone. Yes. You need to beat this right away, get it done, get it over with, and get exactly. back to the lady. Exactly. I want to perform. I, I don't want this to stop me. We, we are trying to get something working out out of Chicago, and I pray that it happens because I just want to be out there performing. And I hope so as well. I think that, um, you know, you, you're going you're gonna to do great, and I, I just... I know it because you're a tough motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just, I'm going to be blunt. You know, like, you're the hardest working yeah. woman in freestyle. You wake up early. You go to sleep late. You're you're promoting yourself. And if you fight as hard as you promote, you're going to beat this shit quick. You know? I, I know. And I'm ready. I'm ready. You guys made my day. You don't know. You don't know. I'm, I'm ready to go in there tomorrow. Yeah. I'm well, taking my boxing gloves, my thongs. No granny panties. Let's go with thongs this time. Well, <laughs> make sure you cle- make sure you clear the rat guy, Victoria's Secret, that just announced they're oh. closing fifty three stores. <laughs> I I know that. I saw that. I gotta get some bedazzled bras. Yeah, by by next year you'll have Victor's Don't Tell Nobody, the bootleg <laughs> version. <laughs> I'm I'm just um I'm excited. Um I'm working on an album and, and that's my goal. And this cannot stop me from doing it. I'm it's sure. something that I've wanted for a long time. I, I keep being positive. I keep saying, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, and it's just because I'm praying for you. Ralph's praying for you, all your fans and family and people from the menagerie and, uh, you know, and, and, and everyone that has come across your path is praying for you. And, and the more that the word spreads out on how you want to, make these things happen you performing at these big events you know make sure you serve me too by the way uh, if you're having ice cream <laughs> she's making buttons i think <laughs> yeah i am i am I, I i get i get a lot of death buttons and this week has been has taken a toll so i'm doing one more and then calling it a night all right i want you to do two buttons for me right one of the left yes. one and one of the Uh-oh. right one right <laughs> <laughs> cpr you're a trip uh, no, you're a pill no not yours i'm talking about aphrodite uh, i'm talking about aphrodite a you know you have one uh, of the uh, one of the rockets coming on one side one of the rockets on the other yes i will do it <laughs> <laughs> well, Edie, please get some rest and please let us know how everything, I will. How everything turns out. You know, as soon as I come out tomorrow, I will let you know what the outcome is and what they're going to take and what they're going to do. I mean, I, I know they can't take them because um, where I got it is behind the wall. I just have to deal with a constant checkup, but okay. they got to go in and clean up. Well, Edie, as long as they don't add a penis, you'll be fine. Oh, that's true. That's true. I would like some tassels, you know. <laughs> I want tassels. Tassels and a tummy tuck. They, they always strip of back hair. You know what I mean? Like, what? I didn't come in with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are a trip. Thank you for cheering me up. Well, thank you for checking in with us. Thank you. Anytime. YouTube. Good night. Bye-bye. I will. Bye. Hi, this is Andre Farrier from Sixth Sense, and I am the newest member of the Freestyle Club. How do you get your last name wrong? <laughs> you got your last name wrong? You want to write it down? All right, let's, let's try it. Hi, Hi, this is Andre Abatello. Hi, this is Andre Farrier from Sixth Sense, and I am the newest member of the Freestyle Club. Is it Faria or Faria? We welcome Andre Faria to the Freestyle Club. We are here live with him, and um, we just had Edie on, 
And uh, we were trying to have you and Edie uh, discuss uh, some of your cancer events. She really wants to be part of those, and uh, she really wants to move forward. Um, she has a uphill battle right now with uh, her cancer coming back, and she wants to fight and then come back and do your events. So we were trying to get you on so you could accept her in your future events. Every year, um, every October, we do the uh, American Cancer Society uh, Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk. We do that every October. Uh, we do it in Central Park, and then we also do it in Orchard Beach. Um, I know we've had Edie on there before, so it, it's a great event. And uh, the, it's like 50,000 people are there in Central Park and about 11,000 people in uh, Orchard Beach in the Bronx. So the good thing is that I'm actually in charge of the entertainment for that. So I, I have no problems with that whatsoever. Edie, you're on. Hey, congratulations. Uh, one more thing that I wanted to touch base on you before we get to talk to you is um, there are a lot of concerts out there that are happening in New York City and um, I want to see if I can get uh, you to help me get her on one of those big shows because that's one of her dreams to perform in one of those big shows so I guess we'll have to talk about that offline yeah no absolutely now let's talk about you um, we are doing this update episode of the Freestyle Club this is the blah blah uh, number three when you were on previously, we talked about streaming and we talked yeah. about the benefits of streaming and Ralph paid you a great compliment at uh, one of the episodes of Blah Blah. And that was that um, you were always a future thinker. You thought about the future and didn't really rely on the past. Um, some people thought that you were full of shit when you came on uh, the Freestyle Club. So we just wanted to get some of your feedback on on what people I have said, and your success so far with streaming. Well, um, in past posts that I've done on social media, um, I've actually posted streaming numbers, which I'm sure Raphael was looking at and everybody else. We took a lot of Taina's older music that we released through the old school freestyle way, which is downloads and CDs and so forth, and we reintroduced it to streaming. And I believe her last album, Worth, which didn't really do so well, in terms of downloads, in terms of CDs. When we reapproached it with the streaming, I think we ended it at like 700,000 streams or something like that. And when you do the math with Spotify, it wound up to be, I don't know, like $3,000 or something like that, which was a lot more than she's ever made, you know, with that, with, with that single through downloads and CDs. So the streaming does work if you, if you pay attention to it and, and you push it. One thing you, what people need to realize is that the young generation and people don't buy uh, 99 cents downloads anymore. A lot of people have subscriptions, whether it be Tidal, Spotify, you know, Apple Music, or, or whatever. It's a, it's a big thing. I'd rather pay $10 a month and I can get any song that comes out right away. I can put it in my playlist, I can play it in my car, I can play it in my stereo, I can play it anywhere. And I don't have to keep buying 10, 15, 20 dollars of, of new singles and, and new albums. I have it automatically. You know, it, Willie Valentine puts out a new album. I have it on streaming right away before anybody else has it. And I can listen to it. I can delete it. I can put it back on and I don't have to worry about it. And a lot of people are, are financially strapped nowadays, you know, especially with the freestyle community. So it's easier to just pay 5 or $10 a month and you get all the new music, unlimited, you know, unlimited unlimited streams and so forth. Um, I just think that a lot of the older generations, such as you and I, um, we have a hard time learning something new. And this whole streaming concept, I had to learn. And, and the only way you can learn, and you can even ask Willie Valentine this, because 
he was even talking about learning different ways of, of, of how music is played and so forth by talking to his daughter. You know, my daughter's 19 years old, my youngest one. And I have to talk to her. Hey, what, how are you listening to music nowadays? What are you doing? And all the young kids are streaming. Everybody's streaming nowadays. And, and that's just the way to go. Well, I agree with you. I, I just started my Apple uh, streaming uh, service. I am paying the $10 a month. And the reason I do that is because there's a lot of freestyle releases that have been uh, being churned out. And I need to find out what is quality, what is not. And it's helped me a lot because now I can just download it, listen to what I like, and then play what I what, what I need to play. This is if I don't get the, the music beforehand. But I do agree. There was a, a um, someone that I trust very much that did see your $3,000 check, and it was legit. So, you know, I do uh, commend you. I do... Um, Uh, appreciate the fact that you're here to encourage people to put their music on streaming service and the fact that you here we are i don't know six months seven months later after you coming on the show and you've had success i'm very very happy with the way things are going and again the the biggest point that people need to understand is that if you don't understand something it's okay to to relearn things it's okay to to ask questions it's okay to ask you know, your children and, and ask them, say, how, how are you doing this now? What's going on? Um, you know, again, people are getting older and they don't understand it. I didn't understand streaming from the get go. I, I didn't believe in it. I didn't understand it. Once you get an understanding and a concept, it makes a big difference. And I noticed that too. You, now you have your podcast, you know, you have your, your show on Spotify. It, it is a great thing. You know, people could just look at it right away, you know, especially if they add it to their playlist and they can listen to it and, Yeah, it just makes things more convenient for people. I wish I could take credit for that, but the the man that uh, co-hosts this the show, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, he's the one that has been thinking, you know, forward, you know. And and Rafael, why did you have to think forward when it came to to the podcast? Well, for me, is the more ears, the the better, right? All objective is to get all these stories out, but to as many people we can and that's not just going to happen by linking a website that's the start of it right having our own website but we want to reach out to the itunes spotify's iHeartRadio, and so on and so forth hopefully we'll get on pandora one day but these things take time and and we have to wait for slots to open up like with spotify you know we there was a long i'll say you know there was a long waiting list we waited a long time now you can get on by just pulling out a form and and you you hear a couple of days that you're accepted but When we tried to get on, this was uh, started from last year when they first opened it up to a select few. So it takes time, people. It doesn't happen overnight. And I, I, again, I want to um, highlight the fact that Andre really put it out there that streaming was the way to go. And, and I know he got a lot of shit over it, but I'm glad that he stuck to his guns. And he still continued after that to share information. And because of Andre, we know that not all streaming services pay the same. We know that there, there is a great discrepancy about how, how much they actually pay per stream. Isn't that right, Andre? Right. No, correct. Uh, and and I, I know the figures right away. Based on one million streams, um, if, if you get one million streams in Pandora, you're getting paid $1,400. If you got one million streams in Spotify, you're getting paid $4,000. Uh, Apple Music is $5,000. Uh, Amazon uh, Prime is also $5,000. Uh, Tidal pays $12,000, right? I think it's $12,500. And if I'm not mistaken, Google Play is the highest, which pays $15,000 per million streams. So, you know, I, I always urge people that if you're going to stream, you know, 
go to Tidal, go to Google Play, go to iTunes, go to Apple, you know, go to, um, you know, Spotify. You know, they pay decent amounts. I try to stay away from Pandora. It is very difficult to get in there. Uh, not only is it very difficult to get in there, but they also pay the least. So if I'm going to stream uh, my favorite artist, you know, music, i rather go through, I go through Tidal. I just like it. I just like the format of it. So I'll stream through Tidal. Um, at least I know that I'm doing my part to, to try to give the artist as much money as I can. Um, and and the, I think the biggest biggest compliment I ever got was, you know, Willie Valentine. I have to go back to him because he was very uh, instrumental in helping me learn the business. And for him to come to me and say, hey, listen, you know, the streaming thing that you're doing is correct. You know, I, this music and that music is getting so many streams now and I'm actually paying attention to it now. And now I'm trying to focus more on it. So for Willie to turn around to me and tell me, hey, you know, it's working. I see what you're trying to do. It, it just is a great honor coming from someone who's taught me the ropes in the business. You know, one one thing that I wanted to mention was that he discussed that with me as well. And he talked about the EDM version of Cynthia Figueroa uh, song and how, you know, nobody paid attention to that in the freestyle community. But that is the most streamed version of that song for artistic. And he's seen, you know, royalties out of it because of um, the streaming purposes and uh, digital uh, purchases of it, which is kind of crazy to me, but it makes perfect sense that um, it makes six sense that it, it um, <laughs> pun intended. Um, it makes perfect sense that, you know, that EDM music and Cynthia Figueroa having a version of EDM uh, on one of her songs would garner some uh, people in the EDM genre of music or EDM fans fans streaming the EDM version, which is pretty cool. Um, same thing with you. Taina is urban. She has a song with Chris Rivers. She She's doing some some hip-hop and R&B. And so you're marketing to that that uh, genre of music and their streamers and listeners. And I'm glad that, you know, she's getting a few grand out of it. Yeah, and, and the biggest thing is, again, you know, we're, we're focusing on, on the younger generation and you know, with the Cynthia Figueroa, you know, the young kids love EDM and, and all the young kids are into the streaming. So that's where it's starting to play out. And now Cynthia is getting more attention from the younger crowd, which is what you want. You want to tailor, you don't want to cater towards the younger crowd because those are the people that are going to be listening to you in the future. So let me, let me ask a question. Now, let's say that um, I take a Taina song on my streaming device. I connect the streaming device, uh, which is an Apple product to my um, internet provider. So that means I'm on Wi-Fi and I just stream higher 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Does each play count? Uh, not really. It, it does, but it, there's a formula involved in it uh, to make sure that, that everyone's honest. So they'll take a certain percentage of those streams and they'll count it. But if you're just playing it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it won't. Because what's to stop me from putting 35 laptops you know, in my living room and just playing it all there, all day, all, all night. They check the, the the IP addresses, so they want to make sure that it's being bounced around, that it's being played, you know, in different neighborhoods and different countries and so forth. So, you know, um, th you know, they are very uh, stringent about that. And um, yeah, you know, if it's coming from your computer, from one single single computer, it might count. But when they clock, you know, 17, 15, like there's a lot of people out there, out there that's trying to fake streams. So there are people out there that probably have like a hundred laptops on their, on their, you know, in the living room trying to play it over and over and over again, but they catch you by the IP address. So they are very, very stringent on there. So you have to make sure that, you know, the most important thing to get the most amount of streams is to put, be put on certain playlists. If you're in an urban culture, 
you know, you want to be put on like a, a the Source magazine playlist or, you know, um, the you know Double XL playlist. You know, Hot ninety seven have the, they all have their own playlist that you want to try to get involved in. Um, it's just the fact of just sending emails and say help us. You know, just put this on there. Let us know what you think, and they'll put it on there. And you know, millions of people go on Hot ninety seven. You know, millions of people go on KTU. Uh, so if you can get try to get in those playlists, you're going to get a lot of revenue and a lot of streams coming in. So I, I think it's important for for the artists to understand that it's not the job is not done just by getting it put on there. You need to advertise. You let need to your fans know that they can find you on these uh, destinations. Is what I call destinations: Spotify, iHeart, Title. To me, these are called <clears throat> my terminology: the destinations. And I don't see enough of that. You know, I see that. Yeah, that people are saying that they're on these sites, but I think they really need to start pushing it because those sales matter just as much as a CD or a download or vinyl. Well, I, I say this, and I, I said this in the last time I was with you guys, it's, it's almost like when you're being played on, on CPR station. If you're being played on the station, people automatically think you're going to get booked left and right. Um, and it's not going to happen. You have to use that as a tool and, and go to the promoters in New England and say, listen, she's being played on this station. Pay attention to it. Why don't you book us? She has a fan base now out in this neighborhood. That's what I did with Taina, which is why Taina has a fan base in New England, um, and which is why she gets booked on shows in New England. It's because we use the CPR Clubhouse radio station as a tool. Um, we just don't sit there and say, okay, Taina was number one for a week or two. Um, the phone's not ringing. You have to make the phone calls. You have to jump on the shows. You have to talk to the promoters. Same thing with streaming. You have to let people know, hey, if you have an Apple, Apple Music. Hey, you have Samsung, Google, Tidal, whatever your favorite thing is, stream it. It's just not going to cost you nothing. You can go Spotify for free, and you can still get the music you know, played for free, uh, and you're still getting paid on that. So you just got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and a lot of people don't do that, and that's the main problem. People are lazy. That's the truth. I gave you credit for, uh, you know, really being ahead of the curve with the streaming. And I saw a couple of months afterwards, more and more artists starting to say that they're streaming. You know, they have their music up on on, on these sites. But uh, again, they're not really pushing it as hard as they should. And I, and I think that's important. It just doesn't stop there. And, and that's the problem. I think I want to get that message really uh, across as hard and loud and as powerful as I can. You know, this is their career. You know, fans are not automatically going to buy it. you got to make it idiot-proof. You know, I hate to use that term, but you have to make it idiot-proof. One click, boom, a purchase link. Don't say, hey, find me on all digitals. That don't mean shit to me. Because if if you ever go on iTunes and try to search for something, you know that that search engine is one of the worst search engines in the world ever created. Right, right. You know, you can't find shit. I can't even find... Uh, the songs that I want on, on Amazon half the time. It is important. And I think what a lot of, you know, a lot of it's pride. You know, a lot of us are parents. Uh, some of us are, are grandparents. But a lot of us don't have the time to, to or don't want to give the time to speak to our kids. And and like I said, the kids are the future. And as an adult, me being a parent of, of three girls, three adult girls, it, it's, it's important to, to talk to them, especially if they're like 19 and 20 and 21 and ask them, how are you listening to your music? Um, a lot of people don't do that. They think they're still, still stuck in the 80s and 90s, and they still think that that concept works, and it doesn't work anymore. And and you just have to ask your children, what what is the new fashions out there? What are the new ways of listening to music? What are the new ways of downloading? How, what do you do? 
and learning from them because the kids know what sells and, and they know what's going on and, and they know how they listen to their music. And people just don't do that. Well, one old school way that you're still using is creating a press kit. You went on social media and you created a press kit uh, right live on Facebook. Uh, the press kits were specifically for my radio station, uh, WTCC. So even though you're using new technologies and new new ways of uh, getting the music out there, you are still having a grounded campaign uh, or an old school campaign of putting press kits together and now sending thumb drives to, to radio stations. Why is it important for you to do that as well? Because every station, every DJ, everybody's different. Um, everybody's different ages and different cultures. So I know for a fact that, you know, I've spoken to you and a lot of the DJs on your station are a little bit older. So it's important to put together an old school press kit so they can open it up. And at the end of the day, at least people, I, at least I know people my age, I like to get mail. And when I look at the mail, I like to open it up. I like to look at stuff. I like to read stuff. So it's good to put a press kit on there. It's good to send a, a thumb drive out there. Um, it's just a factor of, of catering to every genre, every age group that's out there. So, yeah, you know, if you have people that are streaming, they can stream it and they can look at it if they have, a, you know, at the same time, you have the press kits there. So, you know, I knew that speaking to you what the DJs were and, and so forth. And I was able to put together some press kits and just send it out there so they can read it, especially if they don't know me and I don't know them. I know you, so I know I could just email you something and you'll listen to it, but I don't know them. I don't, I don't have a relationship with them. So let's send them something that they can look at something that, that, you know, put a little bit of eye candy on there, put some pictures on there, some bios so they can look at and, and hopefully it works. A lot of people felt like when you stated, put a little eye candy in it, that that was uh, disrespectful. Do you think that they really understand the music business? You know, at, at the end of the day, people can say what they want, but the music business is very shallow. You know, it, it's very shallow. If you see uh, an overweight person on stage, even though that overweight person might have the most amazing voice in the world, people are just not going to look or give that person the time of day. You know, it's a sad reality, and I may not believe in it, or a lot of people may not believe in it, but it is what it is. You look at someone that's pretty, it's, you're automatically, your eyes are, are focused and you're attracted to that person. So you want to give that person a look. Lumi D, I, I knew her when she first started. Okay. And I remember when she first got her record deal, they made her lose weight. They, they sent her a letter and they called her and they said, if you don't lose 20 pounds, we're not going to put your record out. They paid for her uh, a gym membership. They paid for this and paid for that. And I remember her crying. Because she's like, I can't lose that weight. I don't want to lose my record deal. And that's stuff that the record companies did. And that was universal, straight face records. Um, that's what they made her do. So unfortunately, it is uh, a little sexist, and, but you have to kind of roll with it. So, you know, it's not like I put naked pictures of Taina. I just showed a little bit of a leg. And so when you look at it, you're like, oh, wow, what is that? You're going to look at it even more. Um, you know, it's just tra training learning about, you know, what people like and training the eye to, to focus on something. That's really about it. So no wonder Luby D said, uh Oh, back then. Exactly. So <laughs> just want to make sure that you explain yourself because people like to chime in and say that you're exploiting Taina and her sexuality to, to get uh, her, her on, on the radio. And I'm like, of course, that's the whole point of the music business. If Rochelle, uh, Sharon Masarin, if uh, Joey May, Little Susie, how many times have you heard people say Little Susie is not little anymore? Exactly. Uh, and going back to the original Sapphire um, album cover, where she just has 
a little piece of clothing on there. She, you know, she wasn't naked. She was covering up all the basic parts, but it showed a little bit of shoulder. It showed a little bit of leg. And, but at the same time, it was, it was very sexy, but at the same time it was respectful, you know, but I think that's the most gorgeous picture around. Like she's absolutely beautiful and it shows a little bit of, of leg. It shows a little bit of this it doesn't show the whole package, but it, it, to me, that's eye candy. It, it's a beautiful picture that makes you want to look and say, okay, I want to know more about this person. So. Nobody likes a homely looking woman. So I don't even know why people like to make comments on social media because once you see a homely looking woman and she has a sideburns and mustache, you're like, nah, I don't want to deal with that. You know, unfortunately, no matter what people do, um, especially people that are that are progressing in the music business, you know, they're always going to try to pick you apart and everything you do is never going to be perfect. So as long as you know it's working for you and as long as you know that everybody's safe, um, and, and that's the only thing that, that matters. You know, everybody knows my relationship with Taina. You know, she's like a, she's like a daughter to me. You know, we, we travel all the time and, and she doesn't have one iota, no worries about me. She doesn't even think of me like that. She knows how I am with her. So everybody knows her family trusts me and because we have that type of relationship. So everyone knows that I would never do anything to intentionally hurt her or, you know, exploit her in any way. So. Before we let you go, I wanted to ask one more question, and that would be, is Taina done with freestyle? No, no, not at all. She's actually looking at a few projects now. It, she she was never, she never wanted to leave it. She just, with Taina, she finds a track that she absolutely loves, whether it be an EDM or a pop or a freestyle, she's going to do it. You know, she likes a Latin track. If she's feeling it, she's going to do that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we did the Haters track, and she did the Chris Rivers track before, which kind of blew up. And wound up on iTunes top eleven. It was like number eleven out of the top twenty in iTunes. So it's kind of been taking off, and she's been getting a lot of bigger opportunities and bigger shows. So she, we've just been capitalizing on that. But she does have a bunch of tracks out there that she's uh, that she's looking at, and it was just trying to figure out the time to record. You know, so it's not that she's giving up. It's just she did a song, and the song took off, and you know, she just did a, she just she just did a show with Redman. Uh, she may be going overseas. Um, the next couple of months. So we're working that out. So it's just kind of spiraling out of control and we're just riding that wave until we can figure out what to do next. So, Well, Andre, um, I'll be in touch with you. I, I do want to get this wish that Edie has. I want her to get a big show and so she'll be able to perform. Would you like to send Edie some of your love? I absolutely love Edie. Edie is like my favorite person in the world. She is like such a sweetheart. And I always invite Edie up to Central Park every year. So it's not like I don't invite her. I always invite her every year. And the good thing is, is that um, we're doing shows now. I'm doing shows back in downtown Lower East Side of Manhattan. So we got the show on March 26th. And they want us to do another two or three shows. So I definitely want to bring Edie on there. And we'll definitely include a lot of big names. I think the next, this show that we have coming on March 26th is uh, Judy Torres, Freedom Williams, uh, Raquel, Suave, Strafe, a few other people, Sammy Zone. And I think the next show that we're working with is TKA and George Lamont and so forth. So I'll definitely call up Edie and, and invite her to come in. Like, I have no problems. I love her as a person and I love her as an artist. So. Did you uh, book Sammy Zone? We did. We booked we put Sammy Zone in the show. Okay, because uh, people were questioning that. Do you want to mention anything about that? Sammy Zone is an alpha. So am I. So and so are you. So every once in a while, people bump heads. It's not like you you don't you hate the person. It's just sometimes you have a differences of opinion. And when you have two person two people that are kind of like a play a you know like a like an alpha role, people is, is your people are bound to bump heads. I've spoken to Sammy Zone a million times, 
And he knows, and I know, it's, it was never a personal problem. It was more of a problem of a competition. So when I came in with Taina, I was taking opportunities away from a lot of artists. So it's only fair that Sammy Zone would feel a certain way, you know? And at the same time, I have a lot more resources than some other people might have. So it causes a little bit of friction, you know? And, and we spoke about it. And, and it's never anything personal. It's always been just mainly competition. Sammy wants to shine as much as we do. So when we're both looking at the same stages, because he's team fever, I'm part of fever. So we're in that same camp. But at the same time, there's been times where Sammy Zone has had problems with people. At one point, he had a problem with one particular person. The person called me up and said, hey, listen, um, I have a beef with Sammy. I know you don't get along with Sammy. I know Sammy's address. Let's go to his house. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My problem with Sammy is not that serious. And as soon as I got off the phone with the guy, I called up Sammy right away. And I let him know what was going on. Vice versa. Whenever somebody had a problem with me, at the same time, Sammy will call me up and inform me about it. So we always had that. We looked out for each other and we've always, you know, respected each other. We go to shows, you know, I'm very respectful to his wife, vice versa. So there's never wow. really been an issue. So it's just mainly, mainly been a competition. Both your phone bills must be really, really high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. But, you know, he's always been there and I've always been there. And, but at the same time, I told him since day one, I've always respected him and I loved him as an artist. And I, I see him when he does his little quirky videos with his family. You know, I, and I love that shit because at the end of the day, he's a family man, you know, and, and I respect that as well. So being at the shows on the Lower East Side, he's from the Lower East Side. He has a huge fan base on the Lower East Side. So it just makes sense. Let's put him on the show. You know, he has that new song. He has that song running. It's very popular. Sammy's doing a lot of shows lately. And, um, you know, it just makes sense to put him on there. And since we put him on there, we've had a big buzz going on. Because the Lower East Side people are loving the fact that Sammy Zone's coming back to town. So, If they want to order tickets, what website should they go to? Iamfreestyle.com. So you go to Iamfreestyle.com. You go to upcoming events. You'll be able to see all the shows that we're working on, all the shows that we're a part of, uh, mainly a lot of Fever shows. So if you go there, you'll be able to see all the tickets. You click on the picture, you'll be able to buy tickets right there. The website just recently got revamped. Great job, yes. dude. Uh, I can't tell you how many people, and Jose can vouch for me, that I tell them off the record, off the podcast. You know, we you know we record everything, but we edit stuff out. And I tell them, you got to get a website. That's your home base on the internet. Facebook could change its policies, and then what? We lose your fans because you know they've went under. It's unlikely, but we've seen AOL, we've seen Geo Pages, we've seen Moonfruit, we've seen hundreds of things come and go. But the one thing that remains is your your personal website, and they don't do it. It's not that expensive to do. You know, it was a little bit of a problem with me because I kind of manage like a dozen websites. So a lot of people were telling me that the websites that I had currently was cheesy. And, you know, especially the younger kids, Taina, you know, my daughter, Michaela, who's now singing. Uh, she's been telling me I don't like the websites. It's, it's looking a little old. So I had to tear everything down and revamp everything up. So I love the way the website looks now. It's very friendly, very user-friendly, and it's so quick to load, and there's so much information on there, and it's simple to use. So we, last week or so, I just tore everything down and revamped everything up. And you have to put a website. It's really not that expensive. It's, you know, you go to GoDaddy, you buy a domain name. It's like 10 bucks for the year. You, you go to Wix, or you go to one-on-one, or whatever it is. It's 5 to 10 bucks a month, but it's worth it, especially if you have your music out there and you want to put the shows out there and everything. 
people just don't want to invest in themselves. And that's the problem. It's not that expensive to maintain a website and to build a website. So, no, it's great looking and has the most important thing, a spot for them to get the email. You know, you have to be able to keep in contact with your fans, no matter what happens. People are not taking, they think, oh, email so old. No, people still use it. You can still send out your blast and let them know you have a new product without having to compete with all the Facebook DJ live uh, advertisements and flyers and a hundred other flyers. You can have that personal touch, that direct contact with them through an email. Exactly. And and the most important thing here is that, you know, especially when you're on, on the radio, CPR knows when you tell people, how can I get in touch with you? Uh, unfortunately, people have, 10 different websites. I'm on Instagram with a different name versus the Facebook versus the Twitter versus the Snapchat. You know, go to tainamusicnyc.com. All the social media links are there. You just click on the whatever link you prefer and you can get in touch with her. You can see her. You can see what she's doing. You can send her an email. You can even, we even have a physical address. You can write her a letter if you want to. So everything is there for her. So you guys can get in touch and see what she's doing. Absolutely. Perfect. And one more thing. Of course, I'm going to keep with my theme of Andre being ahead of the curve. No one thought of a Groupon coupon. You know, again, people people, people aren't researching, you know? It, it's important to do stuff. We, it's like, um, I feel like a drug dealer when I do Groupon. You put a Groupon up there and a, and a $25 ticket is like $12. So people go into a frenzy and they start buying tickets. Uh, I'm gonna buy one for me, I wanna buy one for a friend. After a week or two, then you take it down. After you take it down, they try to go on that Groupon. It's not there anymore. Now they're upset. And now they're calling you up because they want their fix. How can I get a ticket? Now you can make your own deals with them and so forth. So I put Groupon up there. A week or two, I take it down. I'll put it up there for two days. I'll take it down. And, um, you know, Groupon, you're going to lose money because uh, Groupon takes a huge cut. But Groupon is very important because Groupon solicits and markets really heavy. You go on social media and that little Groupon link pops up on the side and it's your show on there. So it's, it's the marketing is what's more important. It gets the word out. And especially they have a big, big picture of Judy Torres on there. So everyone loves Judy. We made sure we purposely did that because she's the headliner and people are buying tickets. But of course, a lot of people are lazy. So they're not going to get the tickets right away. I'll just get it tomorrow, get it next week. And now the Groupon's gone. So now they're scrambling because all their friends got tickets and now they want to be with their friends. So now they're going to hit you up directly or pay full price. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a bait and switch. Get the low price, take it away, put it back, and it, it works. But it's a great opportunity for them to see their favorite artist at a discount. That's exactly. the value in it. But for the fan, that's the value. The value for the promoter or the artist is that you you get more people to come see you. Exactly. And the most important thing, if you if you have the right setup with the venue, you're going to get a bar guarantee. So I have a bar guarantee, which means I have to meet a certain bar. If I don't meet that particular bar, I have to pay. But if I go over, I get a commission. So it's important for me to get people there. As long as I have a packed house, people are going to drink. And when people drink, that bar commission goes up. When I used to do shows at Santos Party House, you know, at the end of the night, we used to walk away with three, four, five grand in cash, you know, just off the bar. You know, I had a $5,000 bar guarantee. So if I fell below 5,000, if I hit 4,000, I had to pay a thousand to meet the five. But if I hit seven or eight or nine or 10 and with the freestyle crowd, it's 30 to 50 white and Latino. They love to drink. They love their rums. They love their hennies. They love their vodkas. So at the end of the night, we look at the, the receipts and it winds up to be 15,000, you know? So that's a big 
$10,000 difference. And then when you're getting a 15 or 20% commission, you're walking away with a good two, three, 4,000 on top of what you're making off advanced tickets, on top of what you're making off at the door tickets. There's so much more I want to talk to him, but we're going to definitely have you back again. I hope you come back again uh, and we could talk more about this because it's important. But oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Again, I, you know, I, I want to have you back where we can have a full hour to discuss these things because it's important. And there's a lot more that we haven't even touched on. I, I can't wait to get your perspective on some of the things that I've heard that to me personally are ridiculous. And I know that you can shed some light on them. Absolutely. I'm, I'm always I'm always here for you guys. Just give me a call. And, you know, whenever you guys want, I'll be on. All right, Andre, thank you so much for joining us here on Blah Blah and the Freestyle Club. All right, guys. Take care. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle. In this part of the Blah Blah episode, we want to focus on feedback and questions that we received from the fans. We'll start with Tay-Z, who wrote, Really missing a good Freestyle Friday show with a chat room. Why is that not a thing anymore? Your thoughts, CPR? I've noticed that um, when I do my show on Thursdays on the radio station, I go on Facebook Live and I get a limited amount of people that watch me live. What I realize is that on Fridays, the people don't really tune in on Thursdays, tune in on Friday. So I created a replay of my Thursday show to replay on Friday. And for the most part, I've taken time off on Friday. And the reason I've done that is because I spend... 17 years doing Fridays between 8 p.m. and 12 midnight at the radio station for 17 years. So I figured I deserved a break. But I think that people feel that chat rooms are passe. We're not as together as we were before. We had programming that was must-see or must-be part of. Now, every 15 minutes, somebody's coming onto social media to do a show. So if you look on Fridays, nobody cares who's coming on when. They just come on. So there's there could be multiple shows at the same time with uh, them all dividing the the freestyle uh, supporters between each individual show and people are satisfied with going into the Facebook live video and typing away. I, I think you're right. I think the short answer is Facebook. The DJs don't want to leave Facebook and, and do something on a proper website because no one wants to leave Facebook. You know, I, I look at it and I look what's going around and I know that like DJ Ecstasy is trying to push his base off Facebook. He's been doing that for quite a while. I know that Mickey Garcia with his pajama party show has been trying to do it with mixed results because he goes from True TV to back to Facebook, over to Periscope, back to Facebook. So I, I think now he's locked in into Periscope and he's starting to see his numbers grow. So I um, more DJs need to not be scared of losing their viewers in the very beginning you're going to lose your numbers but if you stay at it if you have a show worth looking for people are going to leave facebook and, and follow you but you just have to try and not enough people are trying because again they think that everyone's on facebook and that's the easy audience it, it might be even a, a better result to find a different form of audience somewhere else for me and for you we love the listeners to the podcast i get 10 people to 25 people on a Facebook Live and people are like, you know, like they've, they've made comments or they've thrown disses on how many people join me on Facebook Live. Well, first of all, I'm not going to buy viewers. And second, 
I'm not concerned with the Facebook Live audience. I'm concerned with the listeners to the podcast. That's what I focus on. That's my bread and butter because I want to grow the podcast. You want to grow the podcast. I would love for everybody to get together and, and be on, on the chat room talking and having a good time. But as you can see, too, on our Freestyle Club group, the minimal amount of people start talking there. All they do is post a video and leave. Post a video and leave. Post a DJ and leave. They don't really interact. I guess having a discussion is also decreasing uh, because who who the hell can read all the messages that people are typing on Facebook Live? I, I can't read them. I don't even know half the, what the people are saying, and I only get 20 people at a time. Well, you know? I think you put up a, a, a good point there because if you have a good topic, sure, you can try to pin it, but you don't catch everything because every there's too many advertisements, right? Too many Facebook DJs posting up, hey, I'm going live, or there's a flyer for this, and it all gets lost in the mix. At least when we had the forums, everything was in its proper place, so you wasn't missing anything. You know, you can always easily access that thread that you were interested in, and you don't have that in Facebook. And I, and I think more importantly, there is no sense of community anymore because everyone's in a thousand different groups and there's no real discussion. There's no really uh, getting to know each other. When we had the chat room uh, on freestyle.fm, everyone knew each other. Everyone was asking, hey, what are you doing tonight? I just got back from here or I'm leaving from there. I just popped in to listen to some music while I get dressed. I take a shower, whatever, shit shower and shave. So there was that. And I think someone also mentioned uh, they miss, you know, freestyle.fm, of course, a station that you and I and Ted uh, owned, but they also missed the freestyle file, which was also a, another way that people got to to listen to really good DJs mixing and chat. Look at how far removed we are from the freestyle file. The freestyle file was must watch, must hear uh, a freestyle, and here we are, 2019. Uh, not not too long ago, this this show was like the only show to go to, and now we have everyone online. Uh, people that we like and don't like, people that are good or no good, and they're all pretty much treated the same. I know you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, the freestyle file was the must-go-to weekly show. They were the first ones to really start that that format of going to a website and logging into the chat room to watch the DJs. They were the pioneers, and I think if you mentioned the freestyle file to three quarters of these uh, Facebook guys, they wouldn't even know the name. Nobody cares about history, you know, and that's another reason why the forums are not respected anymore. Nobody cares about history. Nobody cares about having a real discussion about freestyle. We had some person on Facebook Live recently saying that they wanted to do a One Hit Wonders concert and they wanted to have Class headline. Well, unfortunately, Class has been dead for 25 years. So that's how, how, how much of a lack of knowledge people have in a uh, freestyle. And this is an artist that was saying these things. I saw that and I was, uh, I had to play it again two or three times to make sure that I, what I was hearing was correct. And I was like, wait a minute, this is a producer, an artist talking to another artist about freestyle. They're both freestyle artists. And, and one of them is an artist slash producer talking about how they can make noise with, the smaller artists just as much noise as the big artists, but then they want to put people on that haven't drawn a breath in, in over two decades. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. So now that anyone and everyone can get on, it doesn't matter because they create their own history. I watched I watch some of those Facebook video 
uh, feeds. And and first of all, the way that they do it is so unprofessional. It kills me. They hold a phone up and, and they're talking out of the speaker from their phone. And all you hear is this muffled mess. And that's the way that they present themselves. How about a mic? How about, you know, feeding the person in somehow, you know? How about letting us hear the audio? And then they start rambling about the history of freestyle in New England, which they know nothing about because I heard what they said and it had nothing to do with our history. It was more about boasting about themselves and what they were doing when, in fact, that they've never done anything. They're just someone that recently got into the music and now they feel like they're experts. And that is a sucky way of um, having people rewrite our history. But the more people that don't care, the more people that forget about our history, the more people that don't want to get together in forums, the more people that just share Facebook videos and like to hear nonsense because we become so desensitized and we become so uh, modernized with the modern way of doing things that there is no reading, there is no reading messages, there is no reading information on forums. I think the last great discussion that we had was that argument that we had about a love song on the Freestyle Club. And why was that? Because there was drama involved. But after that, what what other topics have has spurned a great conversation? None. No one is looking to have a good conversation. People are looking to either troll or start a fire somewhere and walk away to see the result. The next feedback we have touches on what we just talked about, availability. Freestyle shouldn't be an Easter egg hunt. I hear a track I like on CPR's Clubhouse. I shouldn't have to become NCIS investigator to get it. I want it. Don't make me go out into ninja mode to go get it. Again, that's what I've we just covered with Andre. Yes, I I, I do. You do your best. I do my best to put links on the episode. And but you know that's not our responsibility. You know it's not fair that we have to, you know, do all the work for the artist. I like to promote artists. I like to have the exclusive. And yes, I'll put a link to the uh, to the uh, artist page or, or or the song, just like you would do. But the the artists have been very complacent and lazy, and uh, that's the reason why they don't get the response or the sales that they want. They just sit back. I put a song out. You listen to it on CPR's Clubhouse, and then you know six months passes by, nothing's happened, and then they're like, "Oh, CPR never did anything for me." Yeah, I did my job. I promoted you. And I put you on on my show and your job is to use it as a marketing tool, which I am not really sure why every artist doesn't have a website. And not only do they have a website, but at least they can create a Facebook page for themselves. You know, they don't even do that right. No, it's just mind boggling. And uh, just to uh, touch on Mickey Cubby's, the DJ Mickey Cubby's comments, he wrote, promote your product. Don't blame others that your song or show is not getting the attention you want if you're not pushing or promoting yourself. If you don't care about your product, why should others? I love it. Again, it's, love the, it. it's the same theme over and over again. And you're hearing this from a fan and now you're hearing it from a DJ, right? He's as a matter of fact, the only reason why I know about certain songs being released is because of Mickey Covey. Um, if it wasn't for him, I would have know about uh, uh, Sailor Moon. I would have know about any of the, you know, pattern rock beat stuff. I wouldn't know about uh, songs that are being released by artists that I like because he's actually doing the promotions uh, for um, these artists. So one thing is he should be getting a cut. And second, he should be getting the songs for free too, because if he's the one doing the promotions 
and do most of the work, that he should be getting something out of it as well. And uh, he's completely right. You know, he's he's uh, he's two for two today because of the fact that he posted something else that I like today. And that was that um, we needed to release quality, not quantity, you know, and he, he's making great points. You know, not only does he do we need to release uh, songs that are quality and not so many Planet Rock beat uh, songs, but we need to promote them correctly. And we need to, you know, make sure that we have a website, make sure that we have um, a place for people to visit. You can't leave it to the radio station to do the job for, for you. I mean, we could only do so much. It is your responsibility. And that's the whole point of the conversation. Artists do not want to take responsibility. I, uh, listen, I absolutely agree with the, the fact that this guy has been pushing new music, new freestyle. If you look at his mixes, there's a reason why they get hundreds if not thousands of plays while other DJs are struggling to get 50 plays. The guy pushes and he promotes. And, you know, having done my own uh, show and my own podcast with the lunchtime uh, hangout mix, I also put links. And I can tell you, I do a live, I did a live show for an hour and I think it took me longer than an hour to get all these links for the music that I played for people to purchase them, especially the new ones. I didn't do the old ones because everybody has them, but for the new songs, they were hard to find. And if you send the email to the artist, yeah, they get back to you. They say they're going to get back to you, but they don't. I can't tell you how many times I've reached out to them and say, where can I get it? Oh, anywhere where music is sold. Well, great. Thank you very much for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh is that true? Let me go uh, Let me go uh, to, to the mall, to FYE, and see if your music is there. No, yeah. it's so, not. You know, no, it's not. So it's very simple, guys. I know that you know it, it may be a daunting task to get a a website. But there's also a, a little thing that I've noticed that some of the, the artists are using is uh, the smart URL. And that's a smart URL. And basically what that is, just like a one-page website with a, a link that you create that has all the links to your digital music. So that to me is, uh, you know, an exceptional alternative. If you're not, you know, inclined to create your own website, at least you can go to this website, smart, and I'll put that in the show notes. And I see that, you know, Nick Cologne uses it. Stephanie Bennett, who has her own website, but has admitted that it needs a revamp, has one of these pages. And I think George Lamont had one as well a while back when he released uh, that remake, Cry for Love. So, again, artists, you know, now is the time to strike while the iron is hot, while everybody is so, in, in, in you know, enamored with freestyle, that there's this frenzy for freestyle, that there's an appetite for freestyle. And everyone's coming up with new music. You got to make it idiot proof. One click purchase. That's it. One click to the website to get it. If you don't have a own website, find something. Find someone to help you. A cousin, a niece, or whatever. I just, just you know, don't don't just put out the flyer saying I'm coming out with this song and then think that your job is done. Well, hopefully they will listen to our advice and uh, heed our warning. And uh, that about wraps it up for this edition of the Freestyle Club, blah, blah. Before I go, I, I just want to thank Edie for allowing us to speak to her in her moment of need. I pray for her. I know that um, we show her uh, so much love as a community. But personally, for me, I am honored that she considers me family, um, that she considers us people that are important enough for her to share her personal business with us before she announced it to the world and even before she told her own mother she told us and and to me 
it, it is heartwarming. And, it, and again, it's an honor. And so I wish her the best. I love her. She's one of the greatest people I've ever met. Don't be afraid to reach out to her either, you know, publicly or privately in a, in a small uh, DM or instant message and say, hey, you know, um, I, I love you. I support you. Don't give up. I'm here with you. You're not alone. Because those encouraging words mean a lot when someone is going through this fight. I can't believe that this show has become this type of show. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to be more of a paint by numbers. And look, we are talking cancer. We're talking promotions. We're talking all these different subjects on one episode. Uh, it's it's uh, crazy to me. It's it's amazing. I Again, you know, we've had we just had uh, an amazing show. I've have a, a, a personal bout with a imposter syndrome where I think that I should, you know, I shouldn't be doing this because I'm not the type of person to to deserve this responsibility, but it really feels good to have all these people come on here and share their stories. It's amazing to me. That's all I can say is that I'm amazed every week when we do this. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle.